Thank you for checking out the Real Life Columbus podcast. Real Life Columbus is a student ministry of North Highland Church in Columbus, Georgia. We exist to help students know that Christ has reached down to us with love, provide a place students can be engaged in community, and help them advance in their faith so they can lead others to Christ. For more information or to connect with us, please visit our website, www.realifecolumbus.com, or check us out on social media at Real Life Columbus. you my friend and I'll tell you all about it when I see you again we've come a long way from where we began oh I'll tell you all about it when I see you again when I see you again let's go yeah Sit back, let's reminisce all the things that we used to miss in return of all of my gifts. I mean, looking back and realizing I was on my way to hell. Rather than living for God and hoping for a fairy tale. And then it all changed just based upon that one day. How we took three nails and we went to the grave and he rose up on that third day. And now I stand here with my heart at attention. Changing life, saw the Paul after killing on Christmas. Hey, so yeah. How can we not give praise to God when God gave us all that we got? We praise Him every day, so we throw our hands to the top. And now we're blessed to have Him for all of our life. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it. When I see you again Hands up, let's go We sit here right now and we claiming that we love them But we testify to people we would put nothing above them Yet every Sunday sermon, yeah, we contemplate to listen But why do we run from God when we slightly feel convicted? I'm tired of living for the world, living for you girls I don't even know, I gained a whole world But I kind of lost my soul in the city of depression Like I'm the only soldier trying to be high for God But I'm cold like Minnesota Yeah How can we not give praise to God when God gave us all that we got? We praise Him every day, so we throw our hands to the top. And now we're blessed to have Him for all of our life. So God guide your way, yeah. Hold every memory as it goes. And every scar. And every scar you've taken. That it can wait. Can always be revived through Christ. It's been From where we began, oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. Hands up. Say, let's go. Ooh, 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 
Father, we come to you tonight in the awesome and mighty, strong name of Jesus. God, we thank you that tonight we are able to enter boldly into the throne of grace with confidence, knowing that you love us unconditionally. God, we know that you sent your son to die for us while we were yet sinners. God, you had your eye of affection on us before we even recognized you were with us. So, Father, tonight in this room, I just invite you to begin to mold us, to begin to shape our hearts. There's, there's someone in this room where you're going to realize through the power of God's Word and through the power of the Holy Spirit, He's going to help you to recognize some areas in your heart and in your life that are broken. But tonight, you may realize that you're broken, but you're going to walk out forgiven. You're going to walk out redeemed. You're going to walk out set free. You're going to walk out whole. So God, right now we ask that your Holy Spirit would inhabit the praises of your people. God, we speak life into the deep needs that are represented in this room. There's a, a wonderful tapestry, a beautiful tapestry of people. There's so many differences in this room. So much culture. There's so much diversity. And God, we celebrate that tonight. And tonight, it's our prayer. Your, your word says that by our love one for another, that's how people will know we're your disciples. So tonight, we claim we love you and we also love one another because by your blood, we are brothers and sisters. We are family members. We are bound together in unity because we have one good father, and that's you, Jesus. We love you tonight. So, God, we ask that you would open our ears and open our minds to conceive what you have for us tonight. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody tell your neighbor you are loved. Love you guys. Y'all ready for God's word? Say yeah. yeah. All right, let me get your undivided attention for the next few moments. Shh. Tonight we start a new series. I'm very, very excited about it. And we start tonight off with the very powerful notion that God loves each and every one of us. Tonight we are starting prom, the issues that we dance around. And tonight the issue that we are going to address is one that is not commonly talked about because it is a very sensitive issue. Tonight, what we are discussing from God's Word is discrimination. It's an issue that we dance around. We don't want to say it, but it is there. I don't care. We, we may have an African-American colored president, however you want to say it, politically correct. I don't know, but, but the fact of the matter is this. I'm saying it. We still deal with prejudice in this United States of America. So it is an issue that has to be addressed through the body of believers. We are called to, God loves each and every one of us, so this is an issue that we are going to address tonight with maturity. 
and with respect to God's word. It's prom season, right? How many of y'all have been to prom? Raise your hand already. Y'all had a good time? We have seen some awesome pictures. Many of you are, are dressing up and going out with your closest friends for an incredible night. I remember my first prom. I was a sophomore in high school. I got, I got invited by an upperclassman. I was, yeah, that's how, oh, you know, whoops. So we went, as I, I was a sophomore, I was with some upperclassmen, and we went in a stretch Hummer limo to prom. It was pretty awesome. We love seeing, hey, this is important. We love seeing all the awesome pictures that you guys are posting. I want to ask a favor of you. If you call Real Life Home and you've got some pictures of your prom experience, we would like for you to repost some pictures with the hashtag Real Life Prom. That way we can represent real life in the Colga community. And um, for the next few weeks, in honor of the prom season, we're calling this series Prom. Tonight we're talking about discrimination. And tonight I've, I've come to say this, the way you see and view others matters to God. The way that you see and view others matters to God. Real Life Student Ministries is a place of love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Diversity is one of the core values that this church holds on to. We believe that heaven will have every tongue, tribe, and nation represented, and that means we want heaven to be here on earth. We want this room to look like it's going to look when we're celebrating Jesus in heaven for eternity. Amen. We believe that segregation and discrimination and and people looking down on others because of their differences is not what heaven is going to look like, and it's not what God wants for us. I'd like to invite you to say this with me, real life. My history does not have to shape my future. Say it with me. My history does not have to shape my future. What do you mean by that, Pastor Jonathan? I want to I just describe my upbringing just, just briefly. I was born in Springfield, Illinois. My extended family are a bunch of Midwest corn and soybean farmers, okay? Yeah, they are white as can be. Um, just to give you some context of the atmosphere that I was raised in, my mom was 35 years old before she saw anyone of a different color. 35 years old. My family did not know diversity, so it could not be a value taught to me as a young child. But, but real life, my history does not have to shape my future. Playing basketball in high school, my shooting partner, his name was Kalfani Bakari Yabuka III. Okay? We, let, let's just say we called him KB for short. Okay? KB was my boy, and he was that much better at every element of basketball than I was. And let, let's just all guess, he was not white. Calfani was amazing. And he taught me a lot about embracing the differences of this cornbread white boy trying to play basketball. Two of my best friends in high school, one of which 
I went to my first prom as a sophomore with his sister. She she was yeah, she she invited me to prom cuz we had that that bond. She was awesome. It wasn't like that though, Jubilee. It was just friends. Okay? His name was uh Kevin Sanchez. We called him Ruben the Cubane, right? He was Cubano. We called him the political prisoner for Cuba. He was yeah, he was he was definitely not white, and um, my other best friend in high school, he was Korean, and his name was James Yi. James Yi. And we called James Chingu. And we called him Chingu not as a racial slur, but we called him, listen, we called him Chingu because in Korean, Chingu means friend. And so we endearingly and lovingly called him in his own language, friend, because that's how we felt about him. Amen. I'm just, I, here, listen close, real life. I'm going to be a little bit playful, but I'm also real serious when I say this. Just because you're pasty white and burn red when you spend too much time in the sun does not mean that you can't embrace a little soul in your life. Come on now. Your, your history does not define your future. And get this, just because your hood raised straight out of Koga does not mean you can't grow to love some skinny jean wearing Justin Bieber loving white people. Come on now. I'm being a little playful, but I'm also being very serious. We have fun in real life, amen? We love diversity in real life, amen? We understand the fact that there is not a single person, shh, there's not a single person in this room that is absent from God's love. God loves every single person in this room, so there's not a single reason in the world why we shouldn't love you too. See, first of all, I want to point out that there's a lot of different forms of discrimination. All of them are focused on our differences. There's sexism, looking down or looking at somebody differently just because they're a different gender. There's racism that we've touched on playfully. There's religious judgment, people who think that they're better just because of their pious religious beliefs. There's socioeconomic discrimination, where somebody doesn't like somebody because they make too much money, or somebody doesn't like somebody because they don't make enough money. There's a lot of different forms of discrimination. And guys, we need to be reminded tonight that no one is exempt from the love of God. We cannot withhold something that is freely given to everyone. No one's exempt. The fact of the matter is this. Our differences are an expression of the creative power of God at work in our lives and in our world. The fact of the matter that there is a veritable plethora of personality and giftings. There's people who can dance. There's people who can't dance. There's people who can rap. There's people who can't rap. There's people who like country, and there's people who can't stand country. God loves every single one of them in this room. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to look with me at a powerful passage in John chapter 9. John chapter 9, starting in verse 1. It says this. As Jesus went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? The disciples were playing what, what I call a comparison game. 
they were comparing not just a physical attribute, but also a spiritual comparison. They were saying, who sinned? We are not blind. Our parents are not sinners. So who sinned? This man or his parents that was born, this guy that was born blind. There was a judgmental attitude from Jesus' disciples. Looking down on this person because he was different. Something must be wrong with him. And Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents have sinned. But this happened, and get this real life, so that the works of God might be displayed in him. You want to know why you're different? You want to know why everyone in this room does not look the same, act the same, think the same, or have the same cultural background? It's because the work of God might be displayed in and through our diversity real life. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, Jesus spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes and said, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word meant sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. Jesus corrected the disciples' point of view of this man who was different and said, this is what we have been sent to do. He was telling his disciples, look, guys, you don't get it. You've been walking with me. You've been talking with me. You've been learning from me. But, but the reason I'm here on this earth isn't just so I can be friends with you. It's so I can go to the person who's blind, so I can go to the person who's different, so I can go and make sure that every single person does not get neglected. Healing, young person, can come from being willing to get in the mess of our differences and realizing that we've been sent to one another. If we begin to get in the middle of our differences and we begin to get uncomfortable, sometimes it's uncomfortable. It's easy to hang out with people that you're alike. It's easy to, to socialize with your clique. It's simple to surround yourself with people that like only what you like. But what happens when we get involved in the lives of people that are different? Healing begins to overflow. You wonder why we're, we don't have seats in this room. It's because of the diversity. It's because of the love for one another. It's because we don't care about skin tone. We love those mocha skin tones in this room. All, uh, I'm jealous. I'm just saying, okay? Get this. I'm sorry, I just messed this all up. I love you guys. All right, shh. Jesus wanted to let the ones who followed him so closely to understand this. He wanted them to understand that our unique differences are what enable us to be sent to one another. The kingdom of God is not an exclusive social club. We know now that the only membership fee to get into this club was paid on Calvary's cross by Jesus Christ. That was the only fee that needed to be paid to get in. Otherwise, everybody can be a member. Jesus already paid the price. Jesus in this moment was trying to teach his disciples that when we are sent, we are not more important than those we are being sent to. The focus of the Father's heart is on those who need the love of God the most. And it's being selfless, not being selfish. The basis of our discrimination and the hatred for one another is the comparison game which leads to envy. 
basically what happens is we begin to look at one another. We begin to compare ourselves to one another. And we begin to fall into a trap of thinking, you know what? He's got what I don't have. Therefore, I'm upset that I lack. So now I am ticked off at him for no good reason. And I'm envious of what he's got. So instead of loving him like I should as a brother, I'm going to be hateful. I'm going to be judgmental. I'm going to look at him with spiteful eyes. I'm going to just let this destroy my personal life. And they have no clue. That's the comparison game. See, the comparison game will take you places that you don't want to go. It will cause you to treat people you have been sent to by God in an unhealthy way. Broad sweeping stereotypes are dangerous. But we're talking about an issue we're all trying to dance around at times. So here we go. All the white people are jealous of the mocha skin. Some of us, some of us in this room, get this young person, listen close. Some of us in this room are angry. You're angry at the fact that you don't have a loving father or a stable family situation. So you write someone off simply because they don't have it as hard as you do. Some of us hate, some of us hate on athletic people because we don't have the talents they do. Some of us hate on the artistic musicians because they have a voice like an angel and we wish we had that voice and they worked harder than we were willing to to learn the instrument that they can play. And we're jealous of the fact that they were able to discipline their lives enough to learn something that's difficult. We begin this comparison game and it leads us down a road to hating one another and discriminating on one another. And listen closely, when we waste time discriminating and passing judgments on one another, we are being distracted from the specific task we were created and sent to do, and that's to love one another. I want to invite the band to come as I close tonight. Jesus explains it. I want us to look at one more passage of Scripture in, in Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, it's black and white. It says this, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you yourself will be judged. And with the measure you use, that measure will be measured unto you. Amen. This, this verse is easy to hear and it's easy to say amen to, but it's hard to do. It's, it's much... Actions speak louder than words tonight. Tonight, I've come to tell you that the cycle of judgment and the cycle of discrimination will not stop in our culture unless we choose to stop it. If you have a desire to be loved by everyone, then let me just tell you the secret. You have to love everyone. If you want to be loved and accepted by everyone, then you have to love and accept everyone. Because black and white, it says, the measure that you give will be the measure that comes back to you. So many of us in the room have been hated on, discriminated against. You've had your feelings hurt, and for that, I authentically say I'm so sorry. Because it's my strong and firm belief that every single person in this room is loved by God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. And it's my firm belief that every person in this room 
Jesus died on Calvary's cross for you. And so there is not a single person in this room that deserves to be hated because of their difference. And so I'm sorry if you've been offended. I'm sorry if somebody has spit in your face. I'm sorry if you've overheard racial slurs. Or I'm sorry if you've been the the bad end of a joke. But tonight I've come to, to share with you real life that the cycle stops with you. You've got to stop. If you're hurt, I understand. I get it. But if you want to be forgiven, Scripture is very clear that you have to forgive yourself. And the measure that you give will be the measure that comes back to you. If somebody has looked down on you because you're a different color, if someone's looked down on you because you don't make as much money and can't buy the same clothes that others can can wear, if somebody looks down on you because you talk different or you, you have a hard time learning, I'm sorry for that. But tonight we've got to make sure that the cycle of discrimination stops. And it's got to stop by us loving unconditionally. Guys, I've learned this in my 33 years of life. I've learned that having an inaccurate or an inappropriate view of others is directly connected to having a distorted view of myself. Hurt people are going to hurt people. The reason you begin to spew out hatred towards one another is because the reality is deep down on the inside, you're hurting. That's the reality of of the issue. The scripture continues. Jesus says, why do you look at a speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank that's in your own eye? How, How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. We've got to deal with our own brokenness. We've got to deal with our own insecurity. We've got to deal with our own pain. See, discriminating or being hateful towards someone who is different might make you feel strong in the moment. But in reality, it exposes you to be weak. You may think that making fun of somebody makes you more popular. But the reality is, you're not strong enough to love like Jesus loved. You see, I know my flaws. I know my weaknesses. I know my personal struggles. And I know my failures better than anyone else does. And you know yours better than anyone else. So many times, because we know all of our struggles, all of our inconsistencies, all of our imperfections, because we know when we're fake and nobody else sees it, because we know when we're cheating, we know when we lie, we know when we're going to commit sins, we know better than anyone else knows, because we know all this, we look down on ourselves. And what happens, because we look down on ourselves, Therefore, we're insecure about ourselves. So what we do is we begin to point out other people's flaws, faults, and failures so that our own weaknesses will be overlooked. It's a vicious cycle of discrimination and hatred. And tonight, God wants to set us free 
from our own insecurities. God wants us to first, before we try to speak to someone else who is hating on people, before we begin to stand up on our soapbox and say, you know what, you're wrong. God wants us tonight to look at the plank that's in our own eye and begin to remove that first. See, if you have a a lack of respect for those around you, for those who are different, it's most likely rooted in the fact that you have a lack of respect for yourself and a low self-esteem. You don't love yourself. You don't accept yourself. So therefore you can't love others or accept others. And therefore you withhold love and acceptance from others. Tonight God wants that to stop in us. God wants us to be healthy. God wants us to cultivate. God has done something incredible in this youth ministry and in this church to cause diversity. We've got a guest in the room tonight. Rusty is here and one of the first things he said is, wow, this group is so awesome. It's diverse. So God is doing something in our ministry and in our lives, young people. He's teaching us to be like what heaven's going to be like one day. But if we don't protect what's going on emotionally in our hearts, then we'll allow bigotry, we'll allow discrimination, we'll allow hatred to filter into this healthy and vibrant life. And I promise you that is not something that God wants for us. Tonight I want you to bow your hearts and close your eyes in this moment. Come tonight with the the powerful truth, the simple truth that God loves everyone. God loves you just the way you are. God made you just the way you are. All All the weird quirks that make you, your personality that is just goofy, the jokes that you say that is just silly, the, the clothes that don't match when you go to school, when you wear socks and they don't match, and you wear socks with sandals, and you do all these things that are just silly and dumb. God looks at all of that, and He smiles, and He loves you. He cares about you, and you know, it upsets God when people make fun of you. And tonight, in this moment, with every head bowed and every eye closed, Some of you in this room feel so different that you feel unwanted by God. Some of you feel so abnormal, out of place. Some of you have been hated on and discriminated against so much that you feel like God doesn't really love you. And I've come to tell you that's a lie from hell. Jesus loves you. He loves you and cares deeply for you. He created you exactly the way he wanted you to be. And he is deeply passionate tonight to have a relationship with you right here and right now. So right now in this moment, with every head bowed, every eye closed, you'd say tonight, Pastor Jonathan, I want to experience the love of God like never before. I... I want to be a part of a family and of a kingdom that is not going to discriminate against my skin color. It's not going to discriminate against my personality. And I want to be a part of a kingdom 
that's not even going to discriminate against the sins that I've committed because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was nailed to Calvary's cross to pay the penalty that I deserve. And tonight you're in this room and you'd say, Pastor Jonathan, I am far from Jesus and I am far from this family and I want to be integrated back into the family. I want to give him my heart. I want to stop playing games. I want to allow Jesus to heal my imperfections, my insecurities. I've been hateful. I've hated others. I haven't loved people like I should love people. I've allowed hatred to filter into my heart. I've allowed the culture of this world to get the best of me. And and God has created me to do something significant, but I've turned my back on God, and I've done something I shouldn't be doing. And it's hindered my relationship with Jesus, and therefore it's hindered my relationship with the people that I call church family. Tonight is your night. And in this moment, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you want to give your heart to Jesus. I want you to raise your hand and hold it high. I want to pray with you right now. Come on, let this moment be your moment. Thank you, Jesus. The love of God is available for you. The forgiveness of God is available for you. The grace of God, the mercy of God. Your sins can be washed as white as snow right now in this moment. One more chance if that's you tonight and you want the grace and the love and the forgiveness and the relationship that I've been talking about. Raise your hand, hold it high right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. All over this room, people are raising their hands, accepting Jesus. Everyone say this loudly and say it proudly. Dear Jesus, I confess tonight that I am a sinner. I've failed. I've sinned fallen short of your glory. Tonight I realize that despite all of my failures, you love me, you care about me, and you died for me. So Jesus, I ask for the free gift of forgiveness, of salvation, of redemption. Make me whole tonight. There's broken areas in my life. My heart is broken. But I need you tonight to make me whole. I love you. And I will serve you from this moment forward. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Let's all stand to our feet right now quickly and quietly in reverence. Adult leaders, if you could come to the front quickly. Here's what we're going to do, real life. This is a sensitive. These are issues that we try to dance around. And so tonight with maturity, the altar call is, is going to be open. If you need prayer for any circumstance, I invite you to come. But, but specifically as we begin to worship and we begin to close out this this amazing night in the presence of Jesus. I want to challenge you tonight. There's two types of people. There's the perpetrator and there's the the person who's been victimized. Tonight, I believe that both of those are in the room. I believe that tonight, it may be an issue we don't address directly often, but I believe tonight, if you need healing because you've been a victim of discrimination, I believe the love of God wants to 
powerfully reveal himself to you tonight. And I challenge you, I dare you, if there's hurt in your heart, you can't love people the way you're supposed to love people until you get that hurt and that pain dealt with. You've got to get it fixed. You've got to let God heal your heart from the hurt. So I challenge you as we begin to worship, if that's you, I want you to get up here. And the second group, the perpetrator, if, if you have been hateful, if you have been condescending, if you have been a bully to anyone, if you've looked down on anyone with disgust, if you've hurt people because you're a hurt person, you need to get up here and you need to confess before God, Jesus, I'm sorry, that's not who I want to be because I want to be a Christian. I want to share names with you, Jesus, and Jesus loves everyone. So tonight I'm going to pray, we're going to worship, and if you have a need that doesn't deal with this, you are free to come, but I challenge you, let's respond. Jesus, we love you in this place. We thank you for what's about to happen. We thank you for the healing that's taking place, even right now as this prayer begins. Lord, I pray that a passion would well up in every single one of our hearts, that a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. God, we pray that, that you would cause us to deeply desire to be like you tonight. And that means that we need to have a deep desire to love people the way you love people. God, I pray that healing and forgiveness would begin to flow from everyone who's courageous enough to respond to this message, to respond to your word, to respond with obedience, that tonight is the night where I draw a line in the sand. My reputation's terrible, but tonight I walk out of this room a new person. Tonight I walk out of this room, I came in a hateful person, and I'm walking out a loving person. God, we ask that tonight your Holy Spirit would do what only you can do in our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I challenge you as we worship, come and let's pray.
crashes over me, crashes over me, for you are for us, you are not against us, champion. 